Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here with my flannel-wearing fiend, my flannel-wearing friend, Bro Jack Berry. Yes, sir. What's going on, my man? You almost had some alliteration going on there. I well, flannel flannel wearing friend, Fa- flannel flaunting friend. Dude, there it is, <laughs> found it. You are you you are flaunting it. Some yeah. of us know the king's the king's speech. The king's speech. <laughs> oh my gosh! Listen Just to you. Play. Whatever, dude. Thy cometh toeth thy fountaineth <laughs> with thy flannels. The flannel. thy flanneleth. Oh goodness, Jack. What's going on, my man? How are you? Uh, in transition. <laughs> in transition. Maybe I can write a book with that title. <laughs> I wouldn't use that title. No, no, I don't know what you're transitioning from. Awesome yeah, yeah, that might have a different, uh, a different. Uh, well, that was kind of like like me like last week. Like, should we should we title should we oh title gosh. the pastors the 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 the, the podcast? How young is too young? <laughs> right? oh and you're like, no, like we can't, we can't, t- we can't title don't that. Don't touch that. Yeah, <laughs> don't touch that with definitely anything. Definitely, in transition has a different meaning depending on which community you're in. Military, it's, it's pretty much common on what that means. Yeah. Outside I mean, of military, yeah, a little dicey. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're not. You sure. can definitely make a meme out of that, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> working on it right now. <laughs> yeah. No. So basically, long story short, just maybe not do it. Right. <laughs> and then, like, maybe don't write that book. And title it something different. Right. Uh, seasons. Seasons. Call it seasons. There you go. Like and then that. it sounds like some sort. Maybe more. Who's that? Who's 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 the who's the inspirational like Christian writer? Uh, Max Licato. It sounds oh like a Max Licato book. I can already tell. Seasons what that, of the soul. It's a it's a four pained picture of just different seasons so you have like a flower sprouting snow fall leaves falling off and then you have like beating desert or something like that exactly like the four pain picture on that book yeah which season are you in (laughs) 
Um, the desert. Yeah, the desert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right no. The winter of our discontent. So that's right. No, that's right. It's a. It's a. It, Josh it, knows it's a tough season. So in the bleak the, midwinter. Yes, all the yeah. uh, all the people, all the uh, the tweakers on the tw- on the Twitter know what's yeah. going on for the most but part. But we're here. We're in a we good have, spot. We have drink. Yep. We have good accoutrements, if you will. <laughs> the accoutrements. <laughs> yes. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, so it's a good day. Jesus is still on His throne. Yes, we're happy. We're content. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, looking totally look. perfect. We happy? Oh, we happy. Oh, we happy. <laughs> I love how because back in the days of Daniel, right? We, we had gotta write a song about that. The man. days of yeah. <laughs> and these are the days of the Daniel. Yeah. Uh, w- you know. Well, okay. Well, see, now I have two offshoot thoughts. The first one is we're gonna get Daniel on the pod again one of these days, and just just wreak some havoc because I think it would be we fun. Did, it would be we, an interesting. We did throw some fr- uh, flagrant polos out there too. We, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We were Marco Poling. We poked the bear. So we to did. Say. We did. Yeah, yeah. Which is always fun. It is because he he's a bear easily poked. Which, which is which, and it's so fun to poke him, right? But what I was gonna say is, I love like back back in the days of Daniel, we had all of these like movie references from like the three movies that he knew, right? And they they were they were the Dark Knight trilogy, is what it was. So 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 Batman references were were a plenty, and I love how same movie references will still flow it's just it's a wider it's all scope tarantino. now <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> apparently it's literally just tarantino i think back when daniel was there too i think we had like the different levels of our patron like we had them named after like Directors? movie reference no 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 <laughs> after movie references from oh the dark knight <laughs> like i think there was one i think one of the i think one of the like higher end was like why so serious oh, or something yeah, like yeah. that or like uh like i was born in the dark or something like that. i don't know <laughs> the it was good stuff. born in the I was darkness born in it, murdered by it yeah exactly 100 <laughs> percent uh we'll do so other than that how are things how's life how's married life dude you're coming on you're coming on a year we yeah my my wife and i celebrated the our one year engage the one year announcement of our engagement uh, on the 10th of October and then uh, we're coming up on one year of marriage in December yeah yeah that's awesome dude that's exciting one year how has the year been more recently um, challenging but also with that challenge comes a lot of I don't know pruning and growth um, and humility and learning and so i would say don't go into marriage if you're not looking to be sanctified because that's what's <laughs> marriage is part of marriage Man, I, is that see i went into marriage thinking that i was just going to be just affirmed in everything oh. that i do no no is that not the point of marriage uh, oh man I mean, affirmation is important, but maybe not everything is going to be affirmed in you. That's true. That's true. The Lord Jesus will pulleth out what he needeth to. So Yeah, he will. He will. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Sanctification is, I mean, I'm thankful for it, but it can be, it can be, it can be, be a stickler. It, it can. It can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, dude, congrats on coming up on a year. That's mm-hmm. exciting. I have the two, like, of my favorite pictures of 
us at your wedding because oh, yeah, I, yeah. I was one of your groomsmen, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm waiting to post them. I think it's one of me doing something Josh-like, and you just having a face of not having it, which which is I mean, which is kind of part for the course for our relationship. It just you know, I'm usually doing something that annoys you. And, oh yeah, that's very true. You know, you're just sitting there I taking. Have to, it. I have to take it. I have to take the uncomfortableness. You just, you just take just it like a man. It. <laughs> just take it like a man. Dude, do we have any conference? So sorry, hard hard pivot. Yeah, but this just came to my mind. Do we have any conferences like on the horizon? Because I've got the conference bug, dude. Because Doc and Devo let us down. Yeah. Again. We had the, I don't know if they posted the sessions, but you had the Midwestern Baptist oh, for the church? Uh, for the church conference. You also had G3. No comment on that per se. <laughs> um, don't get us in trouble, Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion we need to have, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's not been one that I've seen that's like has my heart's desire. I mean, the fun about Doc and Devo is you go there, you hang out. You're usually hanging out for most of the time, and that's what makes it awesome because you're yeah. hanging out with other people from around the country. You're usually taking in some sort of enjoyable secondary elements such as cigars maybe some higher end vibations if you will well, see <laughs> see i'll just hang out with i'll just hang out with travel the whole time and then get called out from the platform joey how dare Joe. you no i think it might have been jimmy too was it jimmy too i think they tag team that they tag team that i mean batman and robin that on you they tag team everything let's be <laughs> let's be <laughs> let's be fair it was it was a weird dynamic last time we went it was 2020 right yeah. It was 2020, and they had Sam the Man Rinahan in there dropping knowledge on people. I don't think people, like, I was just like, man, this is some, okay. Well, it's because he's a history dude. Oh, yeah. And you are a history guy. Oh, yeah. So, like, your your brains were, like, on the same wavelength. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I think Sam's cool. Like, like I you know, I enjoyed the sessions. Um, but some of it was like, like it's I really very, had, I really had to focus. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's He's, like, it's like when I listen to Al Mohler. It's very teacherly. It's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, it, it was definitely like being kind of in that professor student like classroom environment, right? Yeah. Where I just really had to like focus, and then mm-hmm. obviously didn't do a good job at that because I ended up, I ended up being outside, <laughs> hanging with Travel, <laughs> got in trouble. You got, got in, in trouble, trouble primarily because. They were talking about how far people came to Doc and Devo, and we yeah, definitely and came the farthest. We won, and we did win, and then we lost by default somehow. Yeah, I don't even know how that <laughs> happened. Like they're like, okay, who traveled the farthest? Here's Jack and I. Yeah, we're from like no, t- I think the I think I area. said something about that, and you and Travel just slightly walked in. It's like, oh no, 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 you're just dis- you're disqualified. You were hanging out. Come on, Joey. I call Joey I call foul. Joey, baby, foul. Come on, that. we need. Uh, Need some accoutrements over just here. I was, it's just because I was white. That's okay. that's what okay. it was. It's because I was white. It's not going to give it to a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, dude, while I'm thinking about it, because it made me think of Midwestern, then it made me think of like um, um, education. I want to do a special shout out. We don't normally do this, but I want to do a special shout out to one of our listeners, one of our good friends of the podcast, Mr. Ed Romaine. Oh, yes. Who Old is lady. now... Doctor, he passed. Doctor he he he, wow. defi- he, oh, that's right. yeah, he defended that. his. I mean, it's a thesis, right? Mm-hmm. They have to post their thesis, and then 
I'm not sure what what a defense of it looks like. Like in my head, he, like, he like he like goes before the council, and they're like, "All right," and then we, we grant you this rank. Just, they just run him we, through the, just 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 obliterate him, and he's there like dodging dodging theological arrows and like pulling scripture references out of his hat and like you are on this council, but we don't grant you the yeah, rank of master exactly. But anyway, dude, dude, and, and I picture I picture Ed just. You know, in his wheelchair, just 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 dodging them left and right, right, and throwing Spurgeon quotes at them, hitting them square in the face. But anyway, special reformatory shout out to one of our listeners, Ed, who just got his doctorate. Yes, um, congratulations, my man. Yes, well earned, well yes, fought. Glad you defended it. Glad you came out alive. Yeah. So well done. No, well done. I've heard those doctoral like you're I. So there's been ones that I've seen that are on Zoom that are way more intimidating. Because you're presenting this idea that is yours. You're coming up with this brand new. A lot of people think of this. So undergraduate and graduate studies, very different. Undergraduate, you're just basically checking. You're basically showing people that you're knowledgeable and that you have the skills to attain your degree. Master's degree, you're starting to form your own thoughts and processes and trying to make and taking and riffing off of some material. Wait, was that was that is that what I was supposed to be yes, doing? That's what you're supposed to do, Josh. Oh boy. Um, then doctoral stuff is you're really coming up with your own ideas at that point. You're really making brand new arguments or expounding upon arguments and reframing them in a way that is yours. So So here's the thing. I thought I was a I thought I was a Spurgeon fan. I thought I was a Spurgeon aficionado. You thought wrong, Josh. Until I met Ed. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. <laughs> Blows me Ooh, out of the water, yeah. son. Like, well, I mean, he had the Spurgeon Library right there, so I mean, he I'm had jealous. He had home field advantage. Right I'm there, jealous. So. Well, anyway, congrats, Ed, Doctor Romaine. Excuse me, I got you, you got to put some respect on that now. Yeah. He earned it, son. Put some respect. Anyway, on that. <clears throat> Jack, we're talking about an interesting topic today. Oh, so, <laughs> I was on, uh, I was on the Tweaker the other yeah. day, and I saw this this tweet by um, another Jan, friend of the pond house. Jan Huss's, Jan Huss's direct descendant, Josh Huss. Huss. Josh Huss. <laughs> and somebody had posted on Twitter, uh, who is your favorite uh, preacher? Mm-hmm. I think it was specifically. Who's, who's one of your favorite preachers? And he retweeted it with one of the best answers I've ever heard in my life. He just says, my local church pastor's. Exclamation point. Booyah. I thought it was savage. Booyaka. I shared that all over the place. Like he got the like the reformatory shared. We put it up on Instagram, Twitter. I I shared it out. It was it was awesome. And I want to talk about why it's important mm-hmm. that that is our answer yeah. <laughs> when asked that. Because here's the thing. In the reform culture in which we live, mm-hmm. We viscerally fight against, with every bone in our body, the concept of celebrity pastors. Mm-hmm. Right? Say it with your chest. Right? <laughs> we love to. We love to. Until it comes to the fact that our tribe has in within it their own celebrity pastors. Mm-hmm. There are celebrity speakers, mm-hmm. celebrity pastors, mm-hmm. conference speakers. Mm-hmm book writers that uh, are very well known 
and heralded, dare I say, hallowed. 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 In the halls of justice. In the halls. (laughs) (laughs) Through the halls of referendum. (laughs) Um, And very often, we can be just as guilty Mm -hmm. in celebrating and supporting celebrity culture within the the ministerial field as those that we critique and it pops up very often with that question when people ask who's some of your favorite preachers who's some of your favorite pastors more often than not I would say nine times out of ten I always hear somebody list off one of the very well-known individuals that are within our field Hardly ever, hardly ever, one time in ten, I hear somebody give the answer that Mr. Huss gave, and mm-hmm. that is my own pastors at my local church. Yeah, there is a, if y'all know who Rich Mullins is. There we go. Rich Mullins did an interview. I think it is recorded at one point in time. They were asked about... um what does he think about celebrity and all this other stuff? And he's like, Hey, he's like, you know what? I'm glad y'all come to our concerts, listen to our music, appreciate our music will support us. But I ain't here to give you a whole lot of way in the field of pastoring you as a person. So that's where you need to go back to your local churches and be shepherded by your shepherds. And I don't know how people would take that now today if Mr. Mullins was still with us. I don't know how people would respond to him that way because, you know, a lot of pastors sometimes, I think in response to what we've gone through with celebrity culture and everything like that, they've gotten off of social media they don't want to get back on. The only time they get back on is very rare glimpses sometimes as pastors of what I've seen. Um, I know that recently, maybe I'm putting fuel to the the fire on this about name dropping and celebrityism, but Gavin Ortland oh, here we go. Um, talked about social media and how you should fast from it. Oh, and that's like he got a little, man. he got some backlash on that, and Gavin is somebody that I respect as a as a leader, and as somebody who has a lot of good knowledge on church history, and then applying that into everyday kind of lay life. What the Reformation actually was trying to do, <laughs> reform that right from back in the day, which we talked about um, in a previous episode, but. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes it takes people like that to actually model that well. And what does that look like? Um, But I think a lot of the times a lot of local church pastors have gotten off of social media. They view it in a way that's divisive, especially I'm looking from this from the 2020 perspective of the year 2020, where they kind of got off because they're like, I don't know if I want to interact with people on this level of divisiveness and... How is this, how is me being on this platform helping my ministry sometimes? And so there's people who are definitely, they have a platform, they have celebrity, they use it. And then there's other people that, um, I don't know, they don't, they kind of, there's a balance, I think, but then there's not, 
I don't know, right now we're in this weird place in history where we're like, you know, how do I be a pastor? Maybe be on social media because that's usually millennials and Generation Z are on social media a lot. Maybe even more baby boomers for the wrong reasons, but in that case, <laughs> <laughs> definitely but, uh, for the memes, <laughs> for sure the memes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that um, being a pastor on social media has been a very tough road to toll, <laughs> and uh, and I mean, a lot of people have said that yeah, it is that, and so they their response to that is to get off, and so. When you don't have anybody who's quote unquote platforming, what do you believe right. to go to? What's their content? Like you have your local church and that seems very foreign to us nowadays. So like your local church, like, so what do they believe then? So, yeah, well, and you know, it's, we live in a really interesting time where, and I think this is one of the downsides to it is it, it, it has made individuals and what they have to say and the works that they put out so accessible and so easy to grab, which I think is a double-edged sword. One, I'm very thankful for the, 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 <laughs> the means to be able to spread the gospel in ways that we haven't been able to up to this point, right? Uh-huh. And there's definitely ways that social media and things like that can be used for good. But I think on the other side of that and what I'm afraid is possibly the the majority um, where where the side is probably even sharper is it has created this environment to where speakers and individuals and preachers and pastors have a platform to put all of their things out there and people will gravitate toward that instead of the faithful service of the pastors within their local church. Yeah. Right. So when you talk about this question, it's like when you ask people, okay, who's your favorite pastor? Who's, who's your favorite preacher these days? I think a huge part of them answering, you know, well, this, you know, this individual, this individual, this individual, it's because of how accessible things are. Yeah. Right. And that's not necessarily a good thing Yeah. because it's, I don't think we were meant to, have the platforms that we do and i think it it you know it 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 ties in just with human nature is just the way god created us because we were made in his image we were created to worship right we weren't created to be worshiped so whenever that Mm. that that relationship gets reversed and let's be honest that's what social media does right it makes us feel as if we are worshiped right every like every heart every new emoji that they add to the Facebook, <laughs> right, uh, is another very stimulating, you know, hit of dopamine that creates in us this this false reality that like, oh, you know, like maybe like I need to put out what I have to say. Like people are looking to me to, to you know, say, to say this or have an opinion on this and have an opinion on this, right? And we lose, I think, what we are more called to do and that is be faithful servants to the local church that we are attending mm-hmm. right so i think ortland's right in that taking those fasts or those breaks from social media i think does a lot of good because it helps reorient the mind of what is actually real and yeah. what's actually reality right and you find out very quickly that it's the individuals in your church it's your local pastor because here's the thing when the rubber meets the road and those 
storms of life hit and they can hit hard right and, and especially this past year and a half like we, we've seen that mm-hmm. it's not those celebrity pastors in reformdom that are sitting with you in your living room <laughs> nope right <laughs> they aren't the ones that are at your kitchen table giving of themselves to you yeah they aren't the ones that you're going to go to because your son relapsed or your daughter committed suicide or your spouse died. You know, fill, fill in the gap. What, yeah. Whatever it is, you're not going to go to these guys who have written all the books and are at all the conferences. They're not there for you. Mm. It's your local pastor. It's your yeah. elders. It's those men who God has sovereignly placed in your life to be your shepherds, right? Yeah. And I think we forget that with how accessible things are and so much value these days is placed on platform mm. and the number of followers that you have how big your church is the conferences you get invited to or or the conferences you don't get invited oh, to yeah. right yeah. that is the barometer that i think so many especially in our tribe place on whether something is valuable or not right and it saddens me because the individuals that are getting the short end of the stick are the individuals that are doing the most work yeah and and in my opinion are doing the the most good for the Mm -hmm. advancement of the gospel and that's the local church pastors yeah so when we're asked that question (laughs) who are your favorite preachers who are your favorite pastors um we need a reorienting of the mind so that the first things that come to our mind are, well, it's the men that God has placed in my life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it goes back to, I think what you said too, Josh, of just how, like nobody, <laughs> like when like life hits the fan, like the people on social media, your followers are not going to be like there to like comfort you. They can give you like words of wisdom and say that they're praying for you and stuff like that. But like it is a very, it, it, it's not the same. No, it's not the same at all. It's uh, I mean, we, we talk, there's a lot of talk about like disembodied, um, disembodied leaders and stuff like that. And how that's very detrimental to uh, people within a church body. And also like even within just your local church. And if you have disembodied like leaders, like, if your sermon, <laughs> we talk, I think we, I think this was mentioned in like Rise of Fall Mars Hill, but when you have a screen that's like a 50 foot screen oh, yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, and you just have chairs in front of that screen, like you have a disembodied messenger who's not there for you when your parents die or when you lose your job or when your kids are going off the rails or when you have issues with your marriage or anything like that, like actual people, like this is like the modern day absenteeism. So this is kind of going back to why we need reformation again. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> but, true. Uh, that's true. But I mean, like this is, I think this is another thing why it's important that we keep within that model of why we needed a reformation then, why we also need a reformation now, because this goes into the long, along the lines of, we have absenteeism now, it's just digital. We have Babylon now, it's just digital. Um, and so those things are going to take a toll on the people within your local church. 
Like you can be like this great Instagram, you know, icon, whatever you want to call it, uh, influencer. But if in your if you're within the, your the Kim Kardashian oh, of Reformda, I don't know if we need one of those. We do not need that. God help us. We do not need that. We um, do, and it's Jared C. Wilson. All those all those tennis shoe picks he keeps he keeps posting. Um, so I mean, like, we don't need that. I'm kidding, Jared. Jared, <laughs> I'm kidding. Jared. I'm kidding, Jared. I'm joking. It's a joke. What you don't doing, kill me. baby? Don't, don't uh, kill me. Don't kill me. So, I don't. Yeah. So I think like having having real conversations with people in your local church about life really helps out, and to be rooted in that and grounded, and not grounded in a digital landscape where it's very disembodied. Conversations, um, interactions, doing it for the doing it for the gram. Um, right, likes right. and stuff like that. But yet again, there also is something too where you want to share information with your community. So there's that right. balance that you have to have, but also like, hey, like, don't get cocky out there, people. Well, 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 <laughs> and you know, and I think it is a balance that can be struck, right? Is because like. We do live in a digital age where the vast majority of communication happens via social media. Yeah, I understand that, right? I'm not saying I'm not saying you need to you need to go f- full Amish, right, and have n- no need to go no digital. Uh, <laughs> you need to go staining full of the world, monastic. Right? Break every cell phone you have and just go into the <laughs> except, desert. Except and those unbreakable <laughs> ones from like the early 2000s. Oh the uh, what were they called? I, f- I forget. It's all the jokes about them. That it's like the un- the indestructible cell phone, like, like uh, the Nokia bricks. Yes, those. Oh man, the I, had a, I had a Nokia. Let's that all was go one back. Of my the, first. Dude, let's bring back pagers. Remember <laughs> pagers? And you'd like work out the little code with your wife. Like, okay, three. Like, <laughs> like three buzzes means call me now, right? But Two buzzes. Is, call me when you got time. Dude, one buzz. we can't go back to the '60s. You know how many no like landlines there are around? Pagers any? weren't in the '60s. No, no, no. I'm talking about like. The 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 amount of like landline phones oh, compared sure, to sure, today because sure. you had a page. Let's bring and back- then You'd go to a landline phone and then you call somebody mm-hmm. usually. We, yeah. Like, what what am I gonna do? Like, it's, I'm gonna get a page and then call somebody on like the Dude, the br- work. I don't yeah. have a I don't have a landline bring back the phone. Rot- bring back the rotary phones. Oh my god! I almost said I rotisserie. With, phones. I had a I had that's, two. That's not. That's I had not two a thing. rotary phones when that's I grew not, up. Actually. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rotisserie chicken. Maybe I'm just hungry. Maybe that's what that's all this. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I will go so far as to say this, and and you know, I've this is this is a product of thinking through this over the last you know five to ten years. I'm I'm not convinced that you can be an effective, a very effective shepherd for your local church if all of the focus that you have is going into building a platform. Yeah. I think those two are very diametrically opposed from each other. Sure. I think if you truly care for your church and care for your people as a pastor should, right? And as so many pastors do, building that platform and gaining those followers and trying to gain that influence, that's going to be the last thing on your list because you don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because you're investing so much into your people. Now, if the Lord in his wisdom and sovereignty gives individuals a platform which he does again like i'm not i'm not crapping on the conferences or the books or things like that you know, i'm very thankful that i have commentary sets that i can grab yeah. to glean wisdom from i'm very thankful to have 
you know, conferences I can go to and learn from the individuals that have spent more time studying certain things that I have. But we need to understand and keep those in their proper place mm-hmm. and keep them in context, right? They aren't your pastors. Yeah. That's not your local church. Yeah. They can be beneficial yeah. if used correctly, but they can also be blown out of proportion and viewed in ways that I think is unhealthy and unbiblical. And that's that's when you start having those individuals who begin to go to these speakers and go to these preachers and these conferences as their primary source of input yeah. instead of the pastors that the Lord has placed in their life specifically for that reason. Yeah. Like that's why they're there is to shepherd you, to care for you, to input into you, to be the mouthpiece of God into your life. We need a reorienting of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying don't go to the conferences or don't read the books. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that it's just understand the place that they have. Yeah. They should be secondary if not th- third Thirdendary? Tertiary. Tertiary? Tertiary. Is that what it is? Secondary or contingent or tertiary. Tertiary is, yes. okay. If you say so. <laughs> you, you were military, so oh I just gosh. kind of automatically just say, well, Jack's, Jack's on. He was an officer. Oh my an gosh. officer in the military. <laughs> they yeah. don't get you very far these days. <laughs> I mean, I, you're doing a podcast with me, so obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so... So that's our encouragement. Um, yeah. Keep your local church focused, right? Yeah. Make the the input and the love and care that your pastors have for you. Let's get back to making that the primary. Sure. Right? Um, because they are going to have insight and wisdom into your life that these other preachers don't because they don't know you. Yeah. Right? They aren't part of your life. Plus on top of it, too... Um, your local pastors and elders are going to have specific sermons and wisdom that is going to be for you and 100%. for what you're going through uh, a little bit more better than conference speakers and other folks that you're gleaning from, per se. And so, yeah, I think it's easy sometimes when people are going through a time of transition uh, especially from one church to the other, and then they're going to fall back on, we'll all just plug in to, to this and watch this sermon by this person within, you know, my tribe. But is, is that really a healthy route to go about things? Or do you go to your local church at a physical place, at a physical location, to get physical, spiritual, like food and drink, and not only that, but partake of the Lord's Supper with actual people who care for you and care for your spiritual well-being. Like that needs to happen. And when you don't have that, yeah, it, you you're just going deeper. And I mean, this is coming from a veteran here, people. Isolation is not the answer. And when you you kind of shuck off, saying I'm gonna not go to my local church or not go to a, a local church for the Lord's Day. Um, you're you're driving a wedge in between historically what the church has always believed that we should be gathering in some way. Obviously, that's going to be complicated in the times we live in, but there have been churches that have made stride and stride again to meet as best they can to not forsake the meeting of the saints and to do it in a way that starts encouraging people in their walk with Jesus and in their faith. And so... 
if we aren't doing that, that isolation is going to drive a wedge and there are going to be things that come up that certain people don't have the answers for you specifically because you're consuming that via online and not being in person and start developing those relationships. Wise words from an even wiser man. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> well, take it. You can take it. You can take it. Yeah, it's true. I love it. I got nothing else to add, man. Wrap this up for us. With that, if you appreciate Josh and I's vacillations and stuck on that word, I don't like that word. King speech. It's hashtag (laughs) king king speech. Hashtag kings. Hashtag King James. (laughs) Oh God. Vacillations. Yeah. No, we are not KJV only. We do not speak that in this house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, if you appreciate Josh and I's. I don't know, conundrums? I don't know. I'm trying to think of this. Like, We definitely uh, are a conundrum. <laughs> we can go with that, too. Yeah, that also About works. The local church and how it's important to your life as a believer. Uh, please follow us, if you will, on the social media. Not per se out of uh, our own celebrity, but that you get to join us within this community on this journey we call the life of the believer, of the follower of Jesus. So you can follow us on the tweaker the Twitter, the little blue bird. That's right. He's going to get shot soon because it's fall and he's going to get released. People are going to be looking for him. People be tweaking on the Twitter. Uh, That's true. (laughs) The Facebook, uh, which is going to go down again, another 24 hours. I've been saying this. I'll be John the Baptist. This is just part of our outro now. Uh, And then also the Instagram, which goes well with marshmallow and chocolate, if you will. That is true. Um, You can follow us all the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can Maybe support us further. That's right. Efforts. If you appreciate Jack and I's attempts to uh, encourage the centrality of the local church and the life of believers, uh, you can join us in partnering partnering with us in a few ways. First and foremost, prayer. We definitely appreciate that. We covet the prayers um, as we are attempting to encourage people in this direction. Second, uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, if you f- have the means for the cost of a Starbucks coffee a month, Five bucks. Actually, are there any Starbucks that are only five bucks? I, I feel like the cheapest be. one's probably at least six dollars. No, I think there could be five dollars. There we go. But you two could have uh, your name hallowed, hallowed, hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Finally, you can scroll down if you're on Apple devices. Give us a little review. Five stars review. We don't accept anything less than five stars because we're Reformed Baptists. <laughs> we like quality. <laughs> oh my God. In our cigars, in our in our beard oils. And in our podcast reviews. (laughs) That's right. We thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. (laughs) 